This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Here's your host, Brett McMillan. Welcome to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's the May 31st, 2021 edition of the program. If you're listening to this on the 31st, then happy Memorial Day. If not, still glad to have you. My name is Brett McMillan, and we are excited today to hear from the newest member of the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame, Keith Hernandez. We're diving into a Radio Network archive conversation today. Keith joined Mike Shannon and Mike Claiborne for a live at Shannon's in 2017. You're going to hear two portions of that conversation. One about his road to Major League Baseball. The second about players who impacted him once he was there or just in general in his life. There's some really fun stories, including one about Lou Brock and knowing that he could run on Johnny Bench and what he told Keith Hernandez about that. It's pretty cool. Be sure to, to stay tuned and check that out. Of course, Keith played great defense on a corner here in St. Louis, and Nolan Arenado is doing the same right now. And on Thursday, June the 3rd, the Cardinals host the Cincinnati Reds, and that night, 10,000 fans entering with a ticket will take home their own Cardinals decal, courtesy of Shelter Insurance. The decal features the Cardinals' third baseman, Nolan Arenado. That's Thursday, June the 3rd. For tickets, visit cardinals.com slash promotions. All right, let's get to it, cue it up, and let it roll. It's Mike Shannon, Mike Claiborne, and Keith Hernandez during Live at Shannon's. Take a listen from the Cardinals Radio Archives right here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Our special guest tonight, former Cardinal and World Series champion, Keith Hernandez. And uh, it's always good to have you in town. It's always good to be in town. I always get angry when I don't schedule me in St. Louis. I always tell my boss, Kurt Gowdy Jr., I says, why why didn't you schedule me in St. Louis? What's your problem? (laughs) You ever seen the, uh, Kurt Gowdy's uh, uh, memorial and not the, uh, you know, like his Hall of Fame? Uh, the Father? There? Yeah. No, I haven't. It's pretty nice. Right on the river there, you know, when you come across the river and it's. Uh, in Boston? No, no, no. It's in uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. Yeah, okay, right. yeah, yeah. He did Wyoming. Right across the, you know, and, and they got a really nice uh, museum there for him. I never met him, mm. but when you know when he was he's like it was like one family. year one year we're in Florida and, and Rogers going fishing. I said, "What are you doing going fishing?" He said, "Well, I'm gonna be on that Kurt Gowdy show on the fishing show." I said, "Oh, okay." Some practice. <laughs> he went, he went, yeah, he, he didn't know anything about fishing, you uh. know. And then I took him up to the you know uh, those uh, <clears throat> those those the piers that go out in Florida, and he started bothering the fishermen. I said, "Hey, Rogers, you can't ask those guys questions like that." <laughs> That'd be like somebody coming up and asking you for an autograph. You can't. Well, what do you? What kind of bait are you using? <laughs> Things like that. He said, "I got to learn this stuff because I'm going to go." Well, he was going to go fly fishing. He probably was going to go fly fishing with with, with exactly Kurt Gowdy up there in Wyoming. <laughs> First year for you in St. Louis. 
Pardon what me? Year? Was your first year in St. Louis? With the Here? Cardinals? Oh, yeah. What, 74? It was, a, it was a little struggle for you in the early stages, Big right? Time. Where you, they were wondering, well, we got this guy. We don't know what he, whether he can Let's play or not. Let's just say I was glad I wasn't breaking in with all that fanfare in New York City. And I had the Cardinal fans here that were very patient with me for the first three years. But yeah. you were a big uh, first-round draft choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what were you, the 38th round or something like that? I think 52nd. 52nd round? I think. <clears throat> it was a, um, but it was because I quit my, my senior year. And the Cardinal scout in the Bay Area was Jim Johnston. And he lived over in the East Bay. And he's the bird dog that scouted me uh, all summer. So when I quit my... I came out late from basketball because we contended to the end. And I pitched, and my coach was a jerk, and my arm wasn't in shape. I played three sports. Sure. And I was getting my fanny kicked. I was the ace of the staff, and my arm just wasn't strong. And he uh, finally uh, took me out of a game and benched me, and I basically asked my dad. And my dad said, if you want to quit, go ahead and quit. So my dad got me on a team over across the bay, uh, a semi-pro team. But I played on weekends. I was a 17-year-old kid playing against semi-pro against college guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, the El Cerrito Cardinals, believe it or not. And they had Cardinal uniforms. And I had a hard time. But uh, Jimmy Johnson scouted me. Then Joe DiMaggio League, which was like Babe Ruth, came in the summer when school let out. And I killed it. I just wore it out. And Jim Johnson followed me. Then Bill Sales was the scouting supervisor right, yeah. on the mm -hmm. West Coast. Uh, and uh, Bill came down and saw me play, and then it doesn't happen they signed often. me. It doesn't happen very often anymore that a guy gets gets lost through the cracks like it did back in your day. Um, <clears throat> I guess not, but uh, and there was all kinds of scouts. Why well, I was going to be someone's first draft pick, uh, number one pick, and uh, it just it, you know, that, that but that did I quit? And that kind of I had a scholarship to Stanford, full ride baseball, and Cal. And uh, all of a sudden, when I quit, Stanford pulled the scholarship offer and told me, see you later. So, um, you know, I survived it. And then uh, I wound up playing, when the Cardinals signed me, George Sylvie came out and watched me pitch a championship game in Joe DiMaggio. And I struck out, we went nine innings, and I, I got beat in the ninth, one nothing. And I struck out like 17. And um, another good pitcher that went to Cal. Uh, they signed me that night after the game in, my, in our kitchen, my dad, and we got $30,000 from a 50-second round. Uh, $30,000, my dad said, my, we're not going to take anything less. He wanted fifty, And he said, my son can go to school. And I want enough money for my son so if he doesn't make it, he can go to back to college. I was going to go back to college, right? But anyway, <laughs> we wound up signing, and then uh, George Silby just said, well, we don't want you to go to extended spring training in Sarasota. And uh, just get yourself ready for the 72 season. And that was my first spring training. Where, wow. where did you go? Uh, first year St. Pete. Oh, okay. Florida State League, which was pretty good. Then Little Rock, where I really struggled. Double A. Double A, yeah. And then I went wow. to Triple A Tulsa. And I killed it. Don't ask me why. Well, you got in shape. <laughs> Bob Kennedy, also, to this day, he was the farm director. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, got off to a bad start in Little Rock. And I was hitting like 170 for the first six weeks, and I had a bad, I had a wrist problem. And I really thought my career was going to be in jeopardy, and my dad did too. And um, it took me six weeks. I went from 170, and I finally, they played every Sunday in Little Rock. They played 
doubleheader, day doubleheaders, and it was so hot that, that summer. And I, had, I went six for eight in the doubleheader, and I finally went over 300. I went home, and I took a bath, and it just took all the energy out of me. I went In two weeks, I went from 301 to 260, and Bob Kennedy called me up to Tulsa instead of sending me down or keeping me there. And I asked him years later, I said, Bob, why in the heck did you call me up to Tulsa? And he just said, Keith, if I'd have sent you down, it would have destroyed you. And he goes, I knew you had it, and so I was going to send you up. And the weather was a little cooler, and give you a, a new, a new, a new environment, a new challenge. And it, now, and God and bless. Nowadays, with the cybermetrics, you might have been oh, lost. Oh, I'd have been toast. You'd have been over. And I wouldn't have gone show the ballpark at twelve noon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been a malcontent. <laughs> Is that one of the things that, you know, there are a lot of things that have changed since you played, but the day you see guys get into the ballpark just oh so early, what time did you normally come? We, we hit at 5 o'clock. I get to the ballpark at 4. I'm an hour to get ready and get mm -hmm. on the field. What's the sense? Well, you know, and always the saying when we were, Mike, Mike was around then would be, you know, the, the last one in the clubhouse and the first one to leave, it was kind of got a label on your back. Mm -hmm. Well, I was never the first one in the clubhouse, but I was never the last one out. I mean, I mean the, the first, first, one, the first out. one out, yeah. excuse me. Kind of <clears throat> hang around anyway a little bit. Let's take well, a quick that, break. That's uh, really the, that group that you were with is really the last kind of group that was from what you would call the old, yes. the old days. Let's take a quick break. Thankfully. Keith, thankfully, <laughs> Keith Hernandez, Mike Shannon here. We're live at the ballpark. We'll be back with more on the Cardinals Radio Network. Hope that you're enjoying Keith Hernandez on Live at Shannon's here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Now, as you know, the ballpark really coming alive lately. All of downtown is here with the new second phase of Ballpark Village. I mean, it is popping down here on this Clark Street corridor in downtown St. Louis. And those crowds are getting some great giveaway items. That includes the Cardinals hosting the Reds the weekend of June the 4th, 5th, and 6th. And on those dates, 10,000 fans ages 16 and older are going to take home their own blue mystery player jersey, courtesy of Old Dominion Freightline. Who will you get? Maybe Paul DeYoung, Jack Flaherty, Miles Michaelis. You don't know until you come down and get the jersey. We'd love to have you for tickets. Visit cardinals.com promotions. All right, let's get back to it. It's Keith Hernandez on Live at Shannon's here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Our special guest tonight, Keith Hernandez, and it's always good to have him in St. Louis. Um, we talked a little bit about the approach that players have today coming early. How much information, do you think there's too much information for players to try and disseminate and then have to go out and deal with, with somebody who's a really good pitcher? Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that you can use. Um, I know they have all the computers now, and they're in there looking at the computers. You can watch a pitcher. You can program in Steve Carlton and um, and against left-hand hitters and watch how he. But you know what? Steve Carlton's not going to pitch me the same as he's going to pitch, say, a Buddy Harrelson type left-hand hitter. He's going to pitch me differently. And you always want to know how they pitch you. Right. <laughs> it makes it a little more tougher this year uh, in today's game is that there's three divisions and you only play once out of division home and away. So there's a little less familiarity. I remember Lou told me very young it gets easier in the big leagues because you'll, you'll, you'll be able to get a feel for the guys that are throwing against you and how they want to pitch you. Uh, and that was true. But today it's a little more difficult because with, with the more teams 
and they're carrying what? How many pitchers for crying out loud? Uh, <laughs> you know, you have four-man benches now, which is we just talking earlier, uh, which I don't quite understand. But um, there is information you can use. Uh, I mean, it would be nice to know. I mean, pitcher X behind the count, men on base throws. Seventy percent change-ups are breaking ball. That's a nice thing to have in the back of your head. But you had your own book. I, I never had a book. I had it in the back of my head. Yeah, right. You just kept it. That's your book. I knew how they liked to pitch me. Yeah, sure. You know exactly what and when he changed, and you adapted every time you went up there. I'll tell you a funny story. Is that Lou? We were playing the Reds in the big red machine, and we go into town in Cincinnati, and Lou comes out to me before the game. This is when we had Templeton, and we had those good hitting teams. We didn't have the pitching. And Lou comes to me, uh, and I'm hitting third, and he goes, don't take any pitches for me. He goes, don't worry about me. I'll get my stolen base. He goes, I go, why? And he goes, Johnny Bench has this reputation of throwing out runners, and when guys get on base, he puts down number one, so you go to Whalen. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> You know, you came up at a young, as a young guy. Who were some of the people who took care of you? Because that, that, that t those teams you played for had some real pros on that team. Uh, so that, uh, well, yeah, '74 we lost in the end of the season. You remember that? We remember we were in uh, in Montreal. Montreal. We were waiting. Mike Steve Swisher's pass ball. Yeah, in New York, right? Um, uh, Lou always took good care of me. Uh, Ted Sizemore. It was a very veteran team. Mm -hmm. It was Joe Torrey. It was Gibby. Um, uh, McCarver got released. I took his spot on the roster, uh, which didn't go well with Bob. And um, but it was Sonny Seabird. It was all a lot of veterans. There were like thirty-year-olds, yeah. and I was twenty years old. I did not feel like I belonged there. And uh, but I remember Sizemore and um, and uh, Lou really took great care of me, and a little bit of Al too. Al took Al was uh, through all that image and all that bluster. Al really was a good guy. Um, you did a lot of listening in your early stages compared to talking when you uh, had so many pros around. You, you got to keep your ears open. I mean, I, I, in 74, I hit through, I had led the league in hitting. That was the most fun I ever had in Tulsa. It was the minor leagues, and we had um, Jim Beachimp on the team. We had Dick Selma. Uh, Hallinier, Bob Heiss, Jerry Devana, and we had a, we had like nine ex major leaguers, and it, I learned so much that year, playing with those guys, that had been in the big leagues. You know, I was able to play with them, and now when I first realized that they put their clothes on the same way I did, and showered, and you know, I'm, I grew up in high school, I collected cards. So you were a fan before you oh, actually became a player. Absolutely. You know, when you think about that, I wonder how many kids today are fans of the game compared I think to they this are, play. But they don't have um, any sense of history. And you would think that they would when you've got Google and you can find anything, anything out about anything you want to find out with the snap of a finger. It's at, you know, that's at, it's at your fingertips. Um, I can't tell you how many players don't know who the hell I am, <laughs> you know, which is fine. I asked Dusty Baker that question uh, last week. I said, how many guys that you have knew that you played. They knew you managed somewhere, but did they know you played? He said, you know, a couple of them. He said, when we go to Dodger Stadium, I take them through that hallway where there's my silver slugger and there's my gold glove, and a few of them are like, wow, that's you. 
And he it's said, but most of them, most of them that. don't know, I know that he was a, a, a very good player. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, but I agree. I think that with the information so readily available today, it, there's no excuse for not at least how trying many to think, know. Yeah, how, many, how many guys you think that are on uh, your New York team now know who you are? <laughs> um, I think they know by now, but um, the ones coming up, I had one player that was uh, lasting millage, lasting's millage, I yeah. and uh, I came up to introduce myself to him, and he grabbed my 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 uh, my identification and looked at it to see who I was. <laughs> I just walked away from him. <laughs> for, for you, you know, everybody knows you were a great hitter. I think you're the best first baseman I've ever seen in a Cardinal uniform. You took a lot of pride in your defense, and I also thought you had maybe the best throwing arm on the relay, and you talk about how you used to be a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which did you take most pride in? Oh, well, offense was the most difficult. The fielding was easy. Um, I took pride in both ends. I, my father always told me, he goes, if you play defense, that manager is going to be less inclined to take you out of the lineup if you go in a slump. That's true. So, um, like you play both ends of the field. So, uh, Tempe made me look good. <laughs> Tempe made what forty something errors that year. If I had, if he'd have had someone out there, was a butcher, Dick Stewart, or something like that, he'd have made sixty errors. <laughs> you, you know, you you played, you took those astroturf hops really well. Oh, too. Astroturfs yeah. are much better than. It's easier to read off astroturf unless it's wet, of course. Um, the in-between hop is always the, the tough one. What's the one you got to read? You always want the short hop or the long hop. And then I was fortunate enough to have that infield in 82 with, you know, Ozzie never made a bad throw to me, hardly ever. And um, Obi and Tommy, that was a pretty good as defensive good a, infield. Good like a, as good of an infield you've ever played, played, on, played with? Oh, the best. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. I mean, the Mets, we didn't have – we weren't a great we were fielding uh, team uh, – we weren't a bad one, but we weren't what the Cardinals were. That that Cardinal team, we had some we had some guys that played defense. I loved live at Shannon's, and of course, I think people are, are reminiscing on that show a lot right now with it being Mike's 50th and final year in the Cardinals booth. But live at Shannon's when they were doing it really was the original podcast. I mean, free flowing, story driven, personality driven. The the people that would come across the street and sit at the restaurant or in the last few years up in the radio booth with Shannon and Claves. were just really incredible, and they got great stories out of those guys that really only two guys like Shannon, who played and broadcast the game for so long, and Claiborne, who has been covering baseball for so long and doing it so well, only those kind of guys can get the kind of stories that they did out of some of these, the biggest names in the sport. It was fun to re-listen to, and guess what else is going to be fun? Interleague play at Bush Stadium when the Cardinals host the Indians. That's coming up June 8th and 9th. Both those dates, 10,000 fans entering with a ticket are going to take home their own Cardinals bucket hat. For tickets or more info, visit cardinals.com slash promotions. That's it for this month's edition of the program. Back at you again on June the 30th. We certainly appreciate you listening today, and if you like the show, if you enjoy it, 
a positive rating, review, subscription goes a long way wherever it is that you might consume your podcast. We really appreciate that positive feedback. You can also get in touch by email, podcast with an S at cardinals.com. We really do read them. We really do take to heart what you might suggest if you've got a guest suggestion or maybe something from the past that's happened on Cardinals Radio that you want to hear again. Slide into that inbox, podcast with an S at cardinals.com. I would love to see it. For now, so long. My name is Brett McMillan. Hope that you enjoyed Keith Hernandez, Mike Shannon, and Mike Claiborne. Thanks to those three gentlemen. They didn't know they'd land on the podcast someday, but they certainly provided some interesting content for us. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.